And with the local recording started, then I'll go ahead and I'll go check in on Ann Coulter because she, uh, you know, She's all right, that gal. That's it. It's over. Then we organized the death squads for the people who wrecked America. You know what you call people you can't talk to? Enemies. And if we want to divide our society into armed camps of enmity, all we have to do is keep doing what we're doing. A radical agenda. The event has turned into an opportunity for the left to push a racial and radical agenda. Implementing their radical agenda is the only thing they care about. They're bad actors. What they want to do here is ram their radical agenda down your throat. These are great Americans. These are people that want to see great things for the country. You know, they try and build them like a sort of a radical agenda. It's not a radical agenda. It's called the Second Amendment. All right, onward and welcome to the Radical Agenda. It's a show about timeless ideas and news of the day. And whatever's on your mind at 217-688-1433. Yes, this agenda is quite radical. And welcome to it. This 42nd episode of the sixth stage of the program today is... November 17th, 2023 is the current year. It's a Friday as usual, and we are coming to you live once again from my undisclosed location where, you know, uh, I'm old enough to remember. Some of you might recall this. You remember a show, it's a TV show called Kids Say the Darndest Things. And while it might be best not to rank them in order, kids do say some pretty wild stuff. They might well be rivaled by Jewish adults, though, who are completely out of their goddamn minds, you might have gathered. They just seem to be spiraling more and more completely out of control with each passing day. Among the better examples of this is David Friedman, former U.S. ambassador to Israel under President Donald Trump. He was on Al Jazeera with Mark Lamont Hill to discuss the Israel-Palestine conflict recently, and his embodiment of anti-Semitic stereotypes almost looked like a Nazi cartoon. When Hill asks Friedman what evidence exists that Hamas is stationed at the Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza, Friedman responded by accusing Hill of Holocaust denial. Talk about a leap. I stood there thunderstruck myself. I have no reason to doubt Hamas is at the hospital. They are losing the war, after all. I imagine they have some guys who need to get patched up from time to time. If they think they can operate more safely from the hospital than they can elsewhere, then the hospital is obviously where they're going to operate. It's fairly straightforward reasoning, actually. From there, it is also fairly straightforward reasoning that Israel is going to stop this by force. Media hysterics notwithstanding, soldiers in war do what they must to win the war, or at least to prolong their lives. Centers where medical care are provided, such as hospitals, are military targets for both sides. The foolishness we see about war crimes is just part of war propaganda. It is pure nonsense. But the Jews, being as they are so unaccustomed to being challenged, have no idea how to handle this. They are usually the ones peddling the nonsense, after all. They are not used to having it thrown at them in settings where they are not in control. Hill's question was not accusatory, I might add. It was the sort of question a responsible journalist might be expected to ask. So you're saying you're shooting up the hospital because the bad guys are there. What evidence have you of this? There are lots of reasonable answers to that question, not the least of which is, as above, people who get shot often require medical attention. And we've been shooting a lot of people over there. That's sort of the whole point of the project. But Mr. Friedman cannot process a reasonable response to the question. All that he can do is accuse Hill of Holocaust denial because that's where his mind goes when he is in a panic. 
And in all fairness to Mr. Friedman, it's probably time for people like him to panic. Not long before this, Jonathan Greenblatt, King Slimeball over at the ADL, was heard on leaked audio discussing what he described as a TikTok problem. Young people in the United States are altogether less persuaded by the hysterical finger-wagging of professional smear artists than their adult parents who have been conditioned by decades of economic coercion to keep their mouths shut about what's right in front of their faces. Humorously, Greenblatt announces that, quote, we've been chasing this left-right divide, which is sort of a stunning admission in itself, not to mention a staggering miscalculation. Jews run around promoting anti-white narratives and helping criminals loot and burn cities in the name of dead drug addict felons. They then enjoy the unwavering support for the white Christians they persecute in the maintenance of their theocratic ethnostate. Kind of a sweet deal if the parasite is trying to kill the host, obviously, but that is not a prudent survival strategy for a parasite especially if the host gets wise to the routine and sees a very obvious solution to his problems wherein he lives, but the parasite does not. And that seems to be what's occurring to the organism of Western civilization. There's a handful of weirdo foreigners telling us that we need to suffer endlessly for their benefit. We're calmly asking why and waiting for a reasonable explanation. When all that is forthcoming is the aforementioned hysterical finger-wagging, those with the capacity to make the decisions are less and less impressed by this. The predictable result of that to date has been more disreputable Jewish behavior, subversive activity, media deception, financial manipulation, legal abuses, and, you know, sexual blackmail, little that. The whole of the limited Jewish repertoire that involves not a single reputable deed. Call them racist. If that doesn't work, call them rapists. If that doesn't work, threaten them with violence. If that doesn't work, offer them deviant sex. If that doesn't work, sue them. And if they still hate you after you do all of that to them, eh, well, guess you're fucked, pal. They can't even keep their blacks in line, you might have noticed. You know, uh, Candace Owens was recently on Tucker Carlson after ending up in something of a tiff with her boss, Ben Shapiro. Candace seemed to be taking that whole America first bit a little too far for the comfort of Jewish sensibilities. Miss Owens appears unpersuaded by the hysterical nuclear threats of her employer and dares to question the merits of unconditional limitless support for Israel to do anything at any time to anyone without regard for social or economic costs while America spills her blood and other treasure to clean up the mess. After all, it is now common knowledge that Jews are responsible for America's left-wing problem and all of its many terminal pathologies. Immigration, economic incoherence, sexual perversion, it's all of Jewish origin, and Tucker Carlson said so matter-of-factly during the discussion without even bothering to downplay nor emphasize the point. He just stated it like he was mentioning in passing some mundane and uncontroversial fact of American political life. I'm old enough to remember that it was not always this way. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to be that old to know this. It was once considered well beyond the pale to even notice that somebody was Jewish. To state, who happens to be Jewish, by the way, as part of a sentence, would quickly have one branded a Holocaust denier, a la Mr. Friedman. And if a man hears this enough times, he might just become one. And if he hears it a few more after that, he may come to develop some regret that this Jewish fairy tale is not true. The old saying that one ought not bite the hand that feeds them, it has never quite resonated with people like Greenblatt and Friedman. In their minds, that's the whole point of the hand, to be bitten. Why else would it feed them if not out of fear? They don't understand. In fact, they are congenitally incapable of understanding 
what once prompted American support for the Jewish people, which was real for a long time. There was a time when this was just obviously considered the right thing to do. Jews were considered a persecuted minority. That holds some status in the minds of white people. They were perceived to be a people so devoted to their God that their race was their religion. Capable, intelligent, gentle people who contributed to society and appreciated America for being more welcoming than those many other places they had resided and near uniformly had to flee for fear of their lives. God knows why. America, where a man's religious views were not thought to define him, welcomed Jews, comparatively speaking, to other places, and albeit with some resistance, their integration into our society was considered proof of an ideal, proof of a sort of progress wherein we had grown beyond slaughtering one another over superstition. Supporting the Jews was thus considered a uniquely American and Christian thing to do. But when Jews became the persecutors instead of the persecuted, especially when they began to brag about this openly, it became very hard for honest people to think of them as victims in need of our protection. When they cursed the God we once supposed to have in common, blasphemed him and made a mockery of his commandments, waged war against his institutions and his flock, made a religion of race rather than the other way around— It hardly seemed a Christian thing to aid a belligerent at war with their own deity. Realizing this, the value of those supposed contributions came into question, of course. Yes, you've made many movies, written many books, litigated many a dispute, held many positions of authority, but in the full light of revelation, have these really been positive influences? You've poisoned the minds of our young, weakened the faith of our people, attacked our patriotism, discredited our courts. You have not, in fact, integrated into our society. You have made of yourselves a nation within our borders and set yourselves to the task of eliminating those very borders. You have cursed our God as a fraud and his mother as a whore, and in the name of your own superstition, tikkun olam, the absurd notion that your sick minds are endowed by God with the right and responsibility to reorder God's creation in contravention of his commandments, you have led us to slaughter. In that light, supporting you is not an American, nor a Christian thing to do. And so, while, as it so often is the case, the loudest and most obvious problem is liberal young people misbehaving in the streets, the decidedly more troubling thing Mr. Friedman and Mr. Greenblatt are soon to discover is that us old folks have fucking had it with your bullshit, too. We're a little tired for rioting, of course. We haven't had the luxury of having activist careers subsidized by Jewish billionaires our whole lives. Most of us have careers to preserve, which prevent us from responding as we'd like when asked about our attitudes towards your kind. But if given an up or down choice, if we'd like to keep or lose another half percent of our income, if the survival of your theocratic ethnostate hangs in the balance, we need not to calculate it to decide. <laughs> Should our sons and now our Daughters of all fucking things be drafted to fight your wars? Eh, no. Matter of fact, not. We don't even need to get upset about it. We don't need to justify it. We don't need to make a fuss in the street. We don't need to exterminate you or hate you or anything like that. 
We just politely decline to forfeit what is ours for your benefit and wish you the best of luck in resolving your own problems. You will not be able to do that, and so that will be the end of you. And this end will come not because we have caused it, but because it is long overdue, and it is only we, your erstwhile victims, who have been preventing it. It makes sense that from where you sit, that would feel like an injustice. Objectivity, we know, has never been the strong suit of your kind. From the very origin story of your people, you believe that you are destined to rule. You think that God has a plan for you, and then to deviate from that plan is to deviate from God. But God does have a plan for you, as he does for all unrepentant sinners. God told you his plan, and you had other designs. Somebody in this equation has certainly been deviating from God, all right, and it's not the people who keep politely requesting that you stop having sex with the children. The plan was fairly straightforward. Most of you, I'm sure, have read at least this much of the text. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your mother and your father. You shall not murder. No murder. I'm going to say that one twice. Stop with the murder. You shall not commit adultery. And that includes all the other degenerate things. Not just cheating on your wife, you sick bastard. You shall not steal. Big one. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor or anybody else for that matter. You lying cock piece of shit. You shall not covet. It's not, you know, it's pretty straightforward stuff. And since that is the plan, what is happening to you now, that's the plan. You know, that's that's the plan. That's how it works, you know. The idea that God's your Jews are God's chosen people is part of what the Bible calls a covenant. You know, this is sort of like a contract. It actually, it binds both parties. And if the Jews had kept God's commandments, well, then God or no God, they would not have the problems that they have today, would they? It's the idolatry, largely of themselves, the blasphemy, the adultery, and the murder, and the theft, and the deception, and the envy that causes this. And most people don't even need a God to tell them not to do these things. The Jews, they really needed some very strong discouragement against this behavior, something about them, you know? Floods and fires and war and slavery and death all failed to drive home the point. And they have not kept the covenant. And God ain't no fucking sucker, pal. 217-688-1433 if you'd like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. Looking forward to hearing from you tonight. But I do. I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff pulled up in the news tabs today. Let me go check on uh, check on you guys over here. Oh, my God. What the heck just happened here? Uh, maybe next time uh, he says, hey, Chris, looky, you made social pages. Um, uh, I've seen that one. Yeah, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center doesn't like me getting paid. And, uh, you know, so they go and they whine about it. And, you know, and eventually I have to go find some other way to get paid. It's, you know, kind of it's a cat and mouse thing. You know, it's it's more, not like a cat and mouse thing. It's more like a it's more like a rat running around gnawing at things until you smash it. You know, it's kind of kind of more akin to that. Uh, Tom says, I'm Polish in America. My wife is Chinese. We both want America to be 95% white. Well, you know, at 50% of your household, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking your chops a little bit. I understand. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, uh, I understand, uh, having affinity for Asian women. I get that. I don't hold it against you, Tom. 
But, uh, yeah, so thank you very much for $214, he, he told me that. I'm not going to insult the guy after he sends me $214. He'd be like, oh, you're going to have to leave your wife, pal. And I'm going to get rid of that Asian chick. She's not white enough. We're going to have to get you out of the ethno state there, Tom. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, I, I, and by the way, if you've been listening for a while, you know I've never done that. People have called in here and told me about their, uh, you know, their relationships. I'm like, hey, if you love her, you love her. What are you going to do? I'm not going to tell you not to love somebody. Shit. Uh, 217-688-1433. You like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. And there's so much. these. Okay. You know, as a matter of fact, let me get some of these videos up that I told you about. This was too funny to me, man. <laughs> when I saw, you know, I'll play the Greenblatt thing first because sort of that's what was actually in chronological order, you know. And he's all panicked about that. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they got a TikTok problem. The TikTok problem is, you know, how you refer to kids now. Because the kids, they watch the TikTok, you see. They're not on Facebook with all that bullshit. They're like, hey, you know, if we're going to be if we're gonna be propagandized by foreigners, it might as well be the, you know, the chinks with this fucking Jew shit. Like, they don't want to listen to the Jew bullshit. They're so sick of Jewish bullshit that they're listening to Chinese bullshit, right? They're like, if we want, if we want a bunch of foreigners to tell us, to you know, play like catch the hot dog in your mouth games on on the internet. We'll have the we'll have the chinks to it because you kikes are just you're intolerable. That's really what's going on. They say this all the time. The kids, <laughs> they 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 uh they they don't they don't have any tolerance for this fucking Jewish nonsense. They, they'd rather get it from the gooks. Um, and so <clears throat> that's what he's referring to when he says he's got a TikTok problem. They say, okay, you know, they, we got this like generational divide, and. Um, if one of these days I'll be able to find this thing and I'll pull it up and then it'll be over here. And then once it's over here, you're going to hear the sound first before you see it. It's not even really a video. It's actually like audio with an image behind. I also want to point out that we have a major, major, major generational problem. All the polling I've seen, ADL's polling, ICC's polling, independent polling, this is not a left-right gap, folks. The issue in the United States in support for Israel is not left and right. It is young and old. And the numbers of young people who think that Hamas's you know, massacre was justified is shockingly and terrifyingly high. That's, I, I imagine that you gotta, you gotta, you ever try to put yourself in these people's shoes? I, I don't suggest it. It's not a good place to be, you know? But, you know, it, you, you try to think about, I mean, well, I mean, you've been there, right? I mean, you, you see people celebrating things that happen like James Fields and, you know, Derek Chauvin, you get the idea, you know, so you have, you have some idea, but it's actually like, you know, very few people, I think, openly celebrated 9-11, say, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not actually comparing the stupid, you know, little, like the, the kids at the rave, they, you know. You know, they they had sex with one more guy that night than they planned on, and they act like it's nine eleven. But I'm, that's not what I'm getting at. It's not not saying that this is a compa- comparable event to nine eleven. But I mean, you know, like guys come in on parachutes and murder you. You know, and and you're like, wow, that's I didn't expect that to happen. I just figured we'd just keep on abusing you forever. And shockingly enough, it, it it came back to bite us. Um, but, you know, you see, like, people being like, no, yeah, of course they killed you. Like, you're completely, into- your entire race of people is just disgusting. Like, of course, like, of course. And you've got to watch that, and you're like, wow, you know, I've put all this effort into making sure nobody's allowed to criticize me. How is this even possible? 
<laughs> it's kind of the idea, pal. This is exactly what happens when you behave that way. But that that said, you know, he's saying shockingly and terrifyingly high. I don't think that he's overstating matters. I, I think he's genuinely concerned, and I and I don't I don't think it's entirely inappropriate. And so I, I didn't, I've never heard of this before. Tagly, I, I went and I looked at it. It's like some social media gimmick and what, like, I, I didn't get to do the research, but this has been like, you know, you, this is a tool of the Jew for the propaganda now. They're like, hey, well, we're going to go on, we're going to go on social media and find where everybody's talking about it. So you're going to be like, hey, stupid Goya, obey me. I don't, you know, I don't know what the, the routine is, but he's like, we need all those tech guys to write programs to get these Goyim back in line. We've been chasing this left-right divide. You can, I mean, you can believe he admits it. You, you believe that that's the case, obviously. And I don't want to encourage any of this, you know, finkle-think nonsense, this stupid cult jargon term, but, you know, that they do, you know, they're conscious of these things, and they do, they play on it, right? And he's just like, yeah, we've been doing it, you know, we've been playing the left-right thing. We're trying to destroy the country with the with the left and then we're telling the right that you know well you guys want to save your country you better save ours <laughs> and you know you, you can't blame them for holding us in contempt when we fall for shit like that it's the wrong game the real game is the next generation and the Hamas and their accomplices the, idi- the useful idiots in the west are falling in line in ways that are terrifying. Last I'll just say, we saw a dramatic change in the language of the activists here in America on October the 8th. The language of groups that we've long tracked have long been problematic, like Students for Justice in Palestine and Jewish Voices for Peace. They flipped like this and went to like Iranian propaganda. The language I could show you from their toolkits because our analysts are in their groups. Our analysts are in their groups. That's right, because we're a, we're an espionage organization. We follow people around. We lie and we cheat and we steal. We go and we're a group. We're like, oh, we totally believe what you're saying. Can we go, like, help you out? Let's be very helpful. Would you like some money? Would you like to have sex with me? You know, and then you infiltrate their groups. And then you bring all their papers to Jonathan Greenblatt. And then the, the people, they don't like you. And they're like, yeah, you guys are a bunch of fucking scumbags, matter of fact. And you're like, I don't understand why they don't. I don't, why, like, why do you think it's okay? to kill us we saw this again on october the 8th it was that fast like the language in their toolkits was all about the zionist entity and lots of other language that we recognized from iranian propaganda well you know the funny thing is and there was a thing not so long ago that he was on um he was on with jen pasaki you know uh, the Jen Pasaki chick, and he's like, "Oh well, the new anti-Semitism is anti-Zionism because uh, if we can't have an ethno state, that's basically genocide. It's the same thing, you know. We, either we have a homeland or we're going to die, right? That's why we hate white nationalism. We're trying to kill you." <laughs> the Zionist entity. That's you're not allowed to say Zionist entity anymore. 
You used to be able to say like, oh, well, you know, I have criticism of the state of Israel. I have criticism of Zionism. But, you know, they were like, oh, wait a second. You know, that's that, you know, that that's criticism, right? We don't the criticism that has to stop. That has to stop. entirely. you're not allowed. Yeah. Like we we've established the rules, you know. Guys are not allowed to say bad things about us. It's not. It's not a matter of. It's not a question of what you know terms you're using. Um, it's it's the it's the fact of the criticism. You're just you're not allowed to do that. So, let's pull this one. All right. So here's the David Friedman one. This is hysterical. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe this when when Pat showed this to me. I was like, I, I. It's been proven with certainty. It's been proven with certainty that the headquarters of Hamas is under the Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. Now you know what happened a couple of days We're ago. Proven by Hamas. Mark, are you going to let me finish? I, I Mark, can't allow you to. You I, I cannot allow you to name to say fifteen things that are unfactual and not be challenged on them. I'm happy to let you talk, but I, I'm going to ask clarifying questions. You're going to tell me what's factual. Mark, yes, I'm gonna- now here's the funny thing. Okay, so like he. he you know, again, I actually don't doubt that they're using the hospital. Like, I don't think that that's actually that controversial of a point. But the guy went so far as to say, as it's been proven beyond a doubt that they're at the hospital. Okay, so that's a very strong version of this statement that I don't think is very controversial. He's 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 going above and beyond to say, oh, you know, they're it's beyond you know, it's he literally used the word beyond, right? <clears throat> And so this guy's like, hey, well, you've just actually made a pretty strong statement. So if it's been been proven beyond any, you know, question, why don't you tell me about the evidence? It's been proven with certainty. It's been proven with certainty that the head. Sorry, he didn't say beyond. He said with certainty. Okay, there's no question about it. We have the evidence. You know, it's a it's an open shut case. Quarters of Hamas is under the Al Shifa hospital in Gaza City. Now, you know what happened a couple of days We're ago? Proven by and by the way, okay, so like that's the other thing. So I, I'm going so far as to say, well, I don't doubt that they're at the hospital. Now, I haven't seen any evidence that their headquarters is underneath it. I, I wouldn't be surprised to find that out, you know, if they, if they think that Israel will be more hesitant to bomb the hospital than some other building, which is a reasonable assumption, then that's a fine place for you to put your military, right? You're going to be like, oh, well, this is the place where you're not going to get killed. We'll, we'll keep the command center there. That makes perfect sense to me. And so, you know, if Israel does come to discover this, well, then obviously they're going to you're going to they're going to go kill everybody. Right. OK, so, you know, this is war. All right. Uh, you could say, fuck the Jews. You know, you want them to lose the war, whatever. But, you know, you understand from their perspective that losing the war is not the point. And so, you know, they're going to kill people. It's kind of the idea of the whole point of war. You guys, I don't know if they taught you this in school. You got to kill the other guy. And so, you know, Fine. That makes perfect sense to me. But you're saying, okay, it's been proven beyond certainty that the headquarters is underneath the hospital. Mark, are you going to let me finish? I, I, can't allow you to, finish. I, I cannot allow you to name to say 15 things that are unfactual and not be challenged on them. I'm happy to let you talk, but I, I'm going to ask clarifying You're going to tell me what's factual? Mark, I spent five years of my life studying this, living it. When was the last time, when was the last time you were in Gaza, Mark? When was the last time you were in Gaza? Uh, 18 months ago. When was the last time you were in Gaza? Uh, uh, a few, a few years ago. <laughs> okay, so you said Al Shifa Hospital has been approved. He's like, I work for Al Jazeera. I go to Gaza all the time. You stupid kike. Even Hamas headquarters. What independent yes. uh, uh, reference? What source? What 
investigation has proven that. Who has proven that it's an Al-Shifa hospital since it's been a proven fact? Who proved it? So now we're going to get into this basic, like, Hollis cuss denying idea <laughs> that, that evidence that Israel has shown is not valid. I mean, is that what you're doing? Do you, no, do you deny that no, people no, were no, raped? No, in, no, I mean, every, are you, are you every, stuff? Everybody that challenges you is not doing Holocaust denial. You said <laughs> that it's a Hamas headquarter. I simply asked you. I simply asked you for evidence of it. I said who, and you immediately equated it to Holocaust denial. <laughs> Israel has presented evidence. Ask, like ask the CIA. Ask, ask, ask anybody <laughs> ask who studies this. Ask the CIA, this. sir. Yeah. You don't trust. You don't trust the government. You don't trust the American government. You don't trust the Israeli government. Who should we trust? Hamas. You want to trust Hamas? Go ahead, trust Hamas. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. At least the Hamas tells us what they're doing. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to go kill some Jews. And then a bunch of Jews end up dead. That makes perfect sense. What, what, what confuses people is when they're like, hey, um, I understand that you've, uh, you've made a statement and that your, your statement is actually pretty, pretty straightforward. And so I would be interested to know what the evidence of that is. And then you're like, well, Holocaust denial. And you're like, well, you know, now that you mention it, do you have any evidence of this Holocaust thing? And they're like, yeah, like there's all these, we wrote all these books about it. <laughs> yeah, we wrote, yeah, we, we, like, where's the evidence of the Holocaust thing? And, you know, you'd be like, yeah, no, this, we, we, we told you all about it, you know, and that's the proof is that we said so. But you don't believe us? Go believe Hamas. Do you believe the Nazis? Well, you know. <laughs> Be crazier things for people to believe, huh? <laughs> oh, you don't trust the government? No, not when it's at war. You know, as a matter of fact, I've learned that governments lie all the time. Like they lie over petty nonsense. You know, they lie about Hunter Biden's laptop. They lie about the 2020 election. And then you know, if there's like a bunch of like child grooming pedophile blackmailers involved and they happen to be at war and you know killing people yeah there's like a, that's actually probably not the craziest thing to think that somebody might make up a story or two about that you know I, I'll, yeah I have, I have a healthy degree of skepticism of that actually you know it's not it's not a blanket skepticism of government that guy certainly doesn't have you know mark lamont hill he doesn't have a general broad skepticism of government i think he's what he used to work for cnn or something right He's a left-wing guy. He's not some right-wing fanatic who's like, no, we've got to get it down to the night watchman state. That's not what Mark Lamont Hill's fucking doing. He believes completely in the power of government to micromanage every aspect of the human condition. <laughs> He's just wondering if while you guys are running around killing people in the hospital, and you're saying that <clears throat> it's certain not just that guys are going to get patched up there, but that they get their fucking headquarters underneath the thing, you know. You know, after you go there and start dragging out everybody over the age of 16, because that's what they did, by the way. I get the, the, the that's the other thing. The story over here in Revolver. Um, well, it's actually the story's from The Guardian, but I found it at Revolver. <clears throat> I don't take Revolver as like a source of information, by the way. They, they are really discredited themselves in a lot of ways, but, but they've got the story from The Guardian is kind of the idea. So I'm like, okay, well, you know. The Guardian's a left-wing fanatic crackpot outfit, and they're being quoted by Revolver. And, you know, so I sort of like, I could sort of like approximate the point there. They're like, yeah, look, we've got it over on Archive in case they change it, you know. And so they're like, they go in there, and they're like, okay, here's how we figure out where the Hamas is, okay? They go into the hospital, and they're like, hey, everybody, don't make us kill you. Um, All of the men aged between 16 and 40 uh, get out of this hospital right goddamn now. 
Uh, you're a male. You're between the ages of 16 and 40. That means that you're Hamas and we'll kill you, but we'll give you a chance to run away real quick, okay? <laughs> That's how they know that Hamas has their headquarters at the hospital because there's men between the ages of 16 and 40 there, apparently. And so that's a fine, you know, it's fine. You know, you're like, you know, you're at war. Fine. <clears throat> and that's fine. You know. One of the things I like about the Jews is everything that they do is like by definition good, right? They're they're in control of all the, you know, the levers of information. And so once they do something, it's good to do that thing, you see. Okay. And so whatever they do, it's, it's the standard. They set the standard. Okay. So if they want to go and say, you know, okay, <laughs> all of you people who might be in theory, you know, physically capable of taking up arms against us, you're the enemy combatants now, and we're going to treat you like that. Well, okay, fine, set that standard, but it's perfect. There's no place to hide, not even the hospital. That's that's. I actually think that's reasonable even aside from this, but, you know, in addition to that, okay, but don't tell me that when, you know, people come to get you out of the hospital. You follow? Pretty straightforward. <coughs> and so, <laughs> Holocaust denial. Yes, that's right. I asked you a question about your, it's been proven certain, and that means that I'm denying the Holocaust. After I spent the entire, by Mark Lamont Hale spent his entire career promoting Jewish nonsense, working for the left, right? But as soon as he's just a little bit out of pocket. However, then I thought, well, wait a second. If the biggest gonna, donors. That shut up, Tucker Carlson. Okay. Um, if they, yes, you know, you, you interrupt me, you deserve to get fired from Fox News. Um, I was just trying to cue it up. It's kind of the idea. They don't have anywhere else to go, right? Like they, like it's, you know, I, I'm trying to find a good analogy, but I'm not sure there is one. You know what I mean? Like, who else does anything like that? That you're just like, you, you've you completely run out of gimmicks. All you've got is that. You're like, Nazi, Holocaust, racist. Hey, obey me, goy. You're like, why haven't you? I called you a Nazi, okay? I called you a Holocaust denier. You're supposed to apologize and, and throw shekels at me. Like, go donate money to my organization, and, you know, and send your children to die in my war. Like, what do you like? Why are we still? Why are you still standing there questioning? That was the answer. Holocaust and I was the answer to your question. Move on. What do you mean? I have an answer to you. <laughs> and that's not working out anymore. Right. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I, you know, one of the reasons that I got so bent out of shape at that Ricky Vaughn faggot was, you know, not that I could have even began to comprehend what's going on today. In 2017, 2018, could I have predicted today? Fucking no, I goddamn could not. <clears throat> but I fucking knew then that we did something very important standing up to those people, you know. <laughs> Were mistakes made? Sure. Like, was that a, you know, was every decision made uh, in 2017 the most tactically efficient one that one with perfect information could have made? No, that's not how, you know, these things tend to go. But, you know, <clears throat> at the same time, I understood this much, that like all of our, uh, not all of it, there's a lot of problems, but 
you could say that the the most salient obstacle to solving our problems in 2017 was that people were afraid of being called a racist, right? That would be that's a conclusion that a reasonable person could have made in 2017 anyway, okay? That like there's there's problems and they're myriad and serious and you can't simplify them in a 2-hour broadcast much less in a catchphrase. But you can you can say that a reasonable person could easily come to the conclusion that the, the, the most salient obstacle to solving our problems was that people were afraid of being called racist. And I saw that and I was like, well, you know, I've been called worse names than that for sure. I'll do that. I'll break that taboo. Let's play, you know. underestimated the cost of this myself obviously but you know probably for the best that i did you know but anyway you know you go down there and you're like hey I, yeah i'm a fucking racist what are you gonna do about it faggot <laughs> you want you want you want to fight me okay let's go come on and, you know a lot of fucking shit went wrong yeah you know we incurred a lot of costs i'd rather not incur for sure but I knew that we had set a thing in course, boy, I'll tell you that, you know, and I, and I, you know, could something else have transpired between 2017 and now that would have brought today about? Sure, it's possible. <clears throat> but on the historical timeline that we are working with, friends, a bunch of guys with tiki torches saying Jews will not replace us, you know, put a fucking dent in that goddamn armor, you know, and a lot of people were scared of it after that. Yeah. People ran away from us like, like nobody's fucking business, you know. But it was certainly a thing that like we we brought them we brought them fucking walls down substantially. And after we did, you know, it took a it took a good long fucking time to hear this. But I heard Tucker Carlson say white genocide with a straight face. What? However, then I thought, well, wait a second. If the biggest donors at, say, Harvard have decided, well, we're going to shut it down now, where were you the last 10 years when they were going for white genocide? You were allowing this. He's talking about how they're all like, oh, well, you know, we can't tolerate the anti-Semitism on the college campuses. And, you know, the other side of this is, you know, the Republicans are all like, they're not all like, definitely not all like, you know, there's a divide in the Republican Party, say. About like, well, do we believe in free speech or not? You know, we got to protect the right of these people to call for genocide of the Jews. And other people are like, wait a second, I'm like totally dependent on those people for everything. I can't let you do that. Yeah, well, you know, I'll complain about the woke PC stuff, but you know, as you know, as long as it's the, as long as the woke PC mob is talking, you know, treating the Jews like white supremacists, you know. <laughs> And then I found myself really hating those people. Actually. Oh, my God. Gradually, he began to hate them. You believe that? Actually, that you're OK with that? On what grounds were you OK with that? And I, this is what I've been trying to explain to the pro-Israel lobby, that what you are seeing is a lack of support is people that are asking the question is, where were you yeah. <laughs> as we have endured all of you this? You were paying for it, actually. Right. You were paying for it. You were you were paying for it. You, you were calling okay my children immoral for their skin color. You paid for that. Yeah, and and so why it. shouldn't I be mad at you? I don't understand. 
And so that is, you know, obviously you have a, a ton of white people that are asking this question and they're now being called anti-Semitic. And I think that that's wrong. I think these are meaningful questions that deserve to be answered. Why was this uh, this sort of verbiage allowed into the curriculum? I mean, could you imagine if in the curriculum it said that every every Jewish person born is a terrorist? Yeah, I, I can actually I, I could totally imagine that curriculum. I don't even think it sounds like that bad of an idea. We might we might seriously consider that. 217-688-1433. You like to be on the program, and the more you thought, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. Uh, caller, you're on the, uh, the Radical Agenda. What's your agenda? Hey, Chris. Um, before you were talking about the hospital and how uh, the, the Jews, when they came into the hospital, they were basically like, all right, if you're a male between 16 and 45, you got to get out. And like they were just identifying them as combatants. I think the problem that the Jews are having with, like, these kind of things is, like, they understand that it's a race war between them and the Palestinians, but they can't say that. So, like, everything they do, you look at it and you're like, well, they're just killing Palestinians or they're just bombing hospitals or, like, every male that's of, you know, whatever age, they're just, they want to, you know, consider them as a, as a, a combatant. And they are, I think, you know, in Palestine, I would say the vast majority of the, uh, the population supports Hamas. They elected them, and I think that the young kids do want to fight for Hamas if they could. Not that they are, but um, so it's essentially a race war. But no one else outside of that can say that. And the Jews understand that they have to pretend like they're being humanitarians at the same time. So they're having this issue where they're like blowing up hospitals, targeting everybody essentially, and then going, "Well, no, 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 guys, trust us. The the secret Hamas bunkers underneath this this hospital." Um, and I know your point was like, you know, I'm sure that they would do that, and. I think if they could or if it made sense to you, they would. But um, one thing you said, which I kind of don't think is true, is you were like, well, if Hamas thinks Israel's not going to target a hospital, I mean, I think that Hamas understands Jews will totally target hospitals. I mean, they've always done this in Palestine. Um, so, I mean, I, don't, I have not seen evidence that they actually had any kind of bunker or secret headquarters in there. <clears throat> and, like, um, it was funny. I saw a couple, like, reports come out from Jews where, uh, when I say Jews, I mean the media, um, where they showed, like, Oh look, we found in this closet a rifle, and it's like, okay, like yeah, that's you know that 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 proves it. I guess the whole the whole hospital is a secret Hamas bunker that needs to be blown up. Um, but yeah, I, I think it really just boils down to that this is essentially a race conflict. Both sides understand it, but everybody outside the world is like trying to pretend like that's not what's going on. I think I think that's a very salient point that you bring up. You know, um, uh, I've heard you remark, and I think it's I think it's largely an accurate statement that you know the the only people who ever know what's going on in politics are Jews and Nazis, right? And so, like you know, and in Palestine, it's it's the it's the Jews and the Muslims understand it, right? It's a it's a it's a war of extermination, and like you know, and you're right that they they can't admit this, right? They're like, oh, we've spent our entire our entire cultural dominance has been organized around this idea that. There's no circumstance under which genocide could conceivably be appropriate, right? That if they if they allow the um, if they allow the thought into other minds that there is a circumstance under which wiping out an ethnic group could be justified, then they are very very confident with some merit that this is the conclusion that would be reached about them by people capable of inflicting this. And so they they can't they can't admit it, but that's exactly what it is, right? It's like yeah, like we're taking your we're taking your land, and obviously we can't let you live, <clears throat> and all our you know all our nonsense 
about diversity being your strength. That's something that we do to kill Goyim. That's that's not something that that's not something for you. Uh, that's not something that we that's not something that we are stupid enough to invite into our own lives. Yeah, and I mean, they can't even, uh, you know, genocide is one thing, but they can't even, like, tell you, like, this is, like, we're a race and they're a race and we're competing for this territory or we're, you know, we, we hate each other and we're competing on a racial level. Because even just understanding yourself as a race and understanding that racial groups matter and, like, conduct themselves politically would be, you know, the end of the Jew uh, world domination, essentially. And I mean, you know, they can't win in Gaza or the West Bank or, you know, in general, without genocide like they have to exterminate those people they can't live with them there they can't give them a space that that's why israel has always been so opposed to a two-state solution i mean everybody around the world looks at it and it's like well obviously just give them both a separate state um and they're like no 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 no. We, we're not doing that and so like slowly over time they just encroach on their territory push them out and you know they use this like moniker of like hamas is you know conducting terrorism against us so we push the border back then they have a bunch of like Lakudnik Jews go in and move in and create like settlements. And then when the settlements get attacked by the people that were pushed out, then it's like the next Holocaust happened. And that's how they kind of justify their continued rollout um, of this. And so genocide is required for them to be victorious. And also they require the United States to support this genocide. Otherwise, they're not capable of conducting it. So these are their two problems. Um, it's a race war. They have to completely remove the Palestinian people from the territory and they need somebody else to fund and arm them in order to do it. And also to keep all the other dogs at bay, because like literally if it had not been the United States aircraft carriers in the region, Iran probably would have gotten involved. Hezbollah would have gotten involved. Egypt would have gotten involved. Syria would have gotten involved. Uh, parts of Iraq would have gotten involved. And like the state of Israel would not cease to exist there. Sorry, it would cease to exist. So this is like a very delicate tightrope that they're walking. And this is why they're so you know crazy in the media right now. And you literally see all these Jews like taking the mask off and going nuts because they understand the threat. You know, they understand what's going on. And so when they see these things moving, they just they, they can't control themselves. And this has been their undoing throughout history. Yeah, I think that that's a very, very um, astute observation of the of the landscape there. I mean, you know, well, I, I laugh my I, 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 don't, I don't know if I no I shouldn't say that I laugh my ass off, but. I was amused to read the headline that Joe Biden had sent like nuclear warships to the region, right? Like, oh, Israel's just going to go in and wipe out a bunch of, you know, you know, box cutter type, you know, cavemen who who came over with, you know, you know, that did the did the did the fucking Mary Poppins routine with the goddamn umbrellas and like and and they're like, "Oh, you need nukes for this?" No. Like what they're doing is they're they're preparing for the fact that when they go in and do this, they'll be invaded by, you know, all the other militaries that surround them and they'll be wiped out. And, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, Joe, aren't you? Let's go. We got to go help that. We got to go help that Zelensky guy. <laughs> we got we can't we can't leave Zelensky. Alone. We got to go help out those Ukrainian fellows, <laughs> which I think for, for, for regular listeners, you'll understand that in case anybody's. You know, tuning in for the first time—that's a—that's a joke. That I'm no fan of this Ukraine nonsense. But you know, um, the, the obviously they are perpetually in this situation where, like, they're surrounded. You know, they're like a bowl surrounded by soup, and just waiting to come in. You know, and like, you know, and and they're constantly in this state of peril. And the only thing that actually keeps them alive is is us. And that's why I find it so amusing when, you know, the likes of Nikki Haley say obnoxious things like America doesn't need Israel doesn't need America. America needs Israel. I'm like, 
Yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, if that's the case, that's great news because then we could leave those fucking Jews to their own business and not worry about it anymore, huh, Nikki? Uh, and something tells me that that would be disproven inside of an hour. And so, yeah, they got to go in there. They got to kill everybody. Everybody else is like, yeah, well, we're not going to let you do that, you kikes, you crazy. And and then, and then America brings their nuclear warships over there. Everybody's like, what are we going to do? Just going to have to wait for the uh, 12th of month to come back and end the world or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is why, you know, when you see them talking about it in the media, it always has to boil back to the Holocaust because they – perpetuate their like crimes against everybody else or like their their genocidal violence and hatred by saying well the holocaust so therefore i can do whatever i want and so even within this conflict we've seen a number of new little tiny holocausts like pop up whether it's like the rave kids or the babies in the ovens or you know uh the old grandmas being shot or you know the the hostages and they're being raped and whatever else like they, they need to create these things to say so that people go well. Uh, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna bomb a hospital, I guess that's okay because they did. You know, these people did do something mean to them. Um, but once people stop giving a crap about that and they don't care about the Jewish suffering anymore, and they just like look at it and, and point out like, well, wait a second, you guys are like being like genocidal maniacs. Like you can't do this anymore. Um, that creates a lot of problems for them, and especially like in it, like you're starting to see permeating through media i mean i would say probably specifically right-wing media is like the bigger revelation because typically the right wing has always been like supportive of israel in the united states but now you're starting to see some bigger name people have to come out and you know point out issues with jews and zionism because i mean it's so glaring at this point it's you know it's undeniable and like i think that the people following these people are demanding it um so you're starting to see uh you know charlie kirk came out and had had comments about how jews fund marxism and if, until they, they let go of the leftist Marxism, they're never going to get right-wing support for Israel, which is, like, a really interesting sort of, like, uh, thing for him to explain, because, like, that is, like, separate from what's going on in Israel. But at the same time, like, it, it shows he understands how this works. Like, they, they push the left-wing stuff in America, and then they, they have the ultra-nationalist Bibi Netanyahu, like, exterminating Palestinians and taking their territory in Israel. And so it's like, if you want to have one, you can't have both. Like, you got to pick one, guys. Um, uh, who else? Elon Musk. He didn't necessarily say anything particular about Jews, but there was somebody on Twitter who had pointed out, like, you know, what Jews do in terms of exercising their power on people and how Zionism is like this force that, like, moves leverage behind the scenes. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And in the past, I mean, he has made comments about, like, the ADL trying to destroy Twitter when he got control of it and things like that. So um, that's another example of, like, you see Jews operating on the left and the right for different reasons, but they're both operating towards the same goal, which is Jewish power. Um, Tucker Carlson and Candace Owens, obviously, we, you know, you just played the clip from that and heard what they had to say, which is all kind of along the same lines. And then a few weeks ago, Alex Jones said something very similar where, you know, he was talking about how, you know, if the Jews keep pushing like anti-whiteism, like it's going to create this issue where people can't support them anymore. So, like, I, you know, I don't know if these people are being genuine and observing these things and just talking about them or if they're responding to their audience pressure or if they're genuine and they really just feel that way. But either way, it's like the zeitgeist of, of where we're at now and the timeline is being pushed in a way where it's like there's too many fires for them to put out and they're creating too many problems with them. And then if they whack one mole, the other mole pops up higher. And so, you know, I don't know. I think it was very interesting how you tied that all into like what we've been doing as, you know, a quote unquote movement um, and, and the importance of, you know, that message at Charlottesville and um, continuing to push that in the courts. And, you know, as things progress, you know, you never know where it's going to go. But we are, I think we, we were like a vanguard in that, you know, pushing that. And I think that's like the most important question of our time in terms of 
um, you know, the, the salvaging of our people and the white race and the Western civilization, whatever you want to call it. Very well put, my friend. You know, I, um, there's, you said a lot of great things there. You know, I, I think that the, you saw a lot of things happen that like Tucker Carlson set these dominoes in order, say, you know, um, or, and you, you could argue, I, I would argue that the dominoes started earlier, but you know, once it got to Tucker Carlson, there's a lot of dominoes behind him say, right. And so it, once, once a certain, once a certain person breaks a taboo, like, you know, and then, and then everybody waits around to see what the consequences of that are, you know? And so Tucker Carlson gets fired from Fox news. He goes on X. I have no idea what his revenues are like, but I, I'm certain that he's not wanting for anything, you know? And so he goes out and he's like, oh, well, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to lie to everybody <laughs> in an obvious fashion about this whole Douglas Mackey thing. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to invoke white genocide while speaking to Candace. So, <laughs> and, as, and as I think about it, that's kind of funny. You know, he's got his like, I'm not a racist cover. I'm having this conversation with a black woman, you know, so there's still a little bit of that going on. But the Charlie Kirk thing, I, I would say, was really telling. Um, I watched the I watched the full episode, that full episode of Tucker Carlson with Candace Owens. Once I heard him invoking white genocide and saying, well, the Jews have been funding. You know, he didn't say the Jews, but, you know, it's inferred loudly enough. Um, you know, the, the Jews have been funding all this white genocide stuff. And I was like, I better watch this entire thing. And so <laughs> during that episode, Candace Owens goes, even Charlie Kirk. And, you know, I would go so far as to say that he's radically pro-Israel. He's been funding kids to go over there and everything. <laughs> and like, that's, that's true. I've, you know, I don't know all the details about what Turning Point USA does, but I, I do understand that, you know, they've been in the habit of like, like funding trips to Israel for students to go, you know, get them propagandized with Jewish nonsense over there. And so like, then he comes over and then he goes into the radio show and he's like, hey, Jews, if you keep on funding cultural Marxism, well, then, you know, then the oppressor oppressed narrative is going to get applied to you and you're going to be in peril, you know. And you wouldn't want to be in peril now, would you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I forget if it was last week or the week before that, where, you know, that guy, I can't remember his name now, but he was like an ambassador for TPS, TPUSA, and he was running cover um, for the trainee manifesto, where the trainee says, you know, I'm killing the cracker kids, the rich cracker asshole kids. And then he went out and he's like, oh, they were targeting Christians. It's not about race or whatever. Um, so, like, obviously, TPUSA is an organization, um, you know, if you trace the money trail, you know where it goes. Um, and they, they are not, they don't want to highlight race and they don't want to, like, you know, uh, point out white genocide if they don't have to. But Charlie Kirk is at a point where he literally has to. He's made a couple comments. I mean, this one is definitely the biggest. But before that, he mentioned um, you know, the white race and Jews and stuff. So like, the, I, again, I don't know if it's like the chicken or the egg, if it's like the audience pressure is forcing them to have to talk about these things when they don't want to, or if, you know, whatever it may be, but at the, it's at a point now where it's undeniable and you can't keep it in the box anymore. And like the biggest fear for the Jews is like when the right wing gets on the same page of anti Judy, uh, sorry, anti-Semitism as the left wing is, I mean, obviously for different reasons, but if both of both the right and the left are targeting Jews as like a negative force, like that is where like Jewish power is going to be in serious jeopardy, I think. And it's a very exciting time. That's all I can say about it. Is I'm very excited. I think we're, we, we've done, we're, we're doing important work and it's starting to pay dividends. I mean, Keith Woods is another one who's done great stuff on, on X slash Twitter, you know, pushing that message out there in a way that has been forcing people 
to comment on it, I mean, the, the band, the ADL um, push was big in it and he got, you know, like Don Jr. even to jump in on it and stuff. And, you know, Don Jr. is a piece of shit in my opinion. But um, ultimately the point is, is like that message is being pushed and even bigger people are having to carry it and they, they don't have a plausible way to deny what's being said anymore, which is great. Indeed, my friend. And uh, it is an exciting time to be alive. You know, it's a, it's been said, it's been described as a Chinese curse. You know, may you live in interesting times and, you know, but I consider myself very fortunate to have interesting stories to tell. And uh, I thank you for uh, for shedding some light on those stories with us this evening. I'll talk to you very soon, my friend. Have a good one, Chris. All right, have a good night. 217-688-1433. If you would like to join this program, and the more you talk, the less I have to, so please do give us a call. Um, now, let's see him. Um, uh, uh, maybe next time he sends a link. One of the main reasons Israel hates Iran, Al Jazeera, UN walkout over Ahmadinejad speech. What is, uh, let me just, I'll take a look at this real quick. Um, U.S. diplomats lead walkout as the Iranian president tells UN generally Assem- General Assembly something the U.S. was behind the 9-11 attacks. This is, uh, oh, this is from 2010. Okay, this is an old story. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> And Tony Soprano, always uh, such an important part of this show. Uh, Tony says, interesting how both Henry, Henry Ford and Elon Musk eventually spoke out against the Jews, two of the most innovative and industrial men in history, industrious men in history, I should say. They're really going after Elon hard now. Wonder how long it will be before they try to arrest him over something. Also, get on Counter-Strike 2. Um, I will, uh, we talked about the counter-strike thing on a, the member show the other day. I actually, um, I didn't install steam yet. I, I said I would, and I will. Uh, but, uh, I will, uh, I, I will definitely try that. What you told me that the first time I play, I got to stream it and I got a little bit of, you know, I, everything else. I'm like, Oh, I'll go play it a little bit before I make a fool of myself on the internet. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll look in, I, I'll do the counter-strike thing to uh, counter-strike two thing. And I will stream the first time I play it. But, you know, the t- that combination of the two is a, is a thing. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe next time makes an important point in the, uh, in the comment, in the uh, chat on Odyssey. Uh, can you hit the fire button already? Like, what are you doing? There's, there's, there's a hundred of you watching live on Odyssey alone. And we got all these other platforms that are streaming a thing too. And so you guys are there and there's five people before the show even started. There's five Jewish homosexuals. I'm pretty sure that's what they are because why else would they be doing faggot shit like this? That they, before the show even started, they hit the, th- you know, what is the equivalent on Odyssey of the thumbs down is the slime thing. And so they come here and they're like, oh, Cantwell's going to do a show today. We better stop by and do our routine obligation of of hitting this fucking thing that says that we disapprove because that's what our lives amount to, right? That that's their view of the world that they have to, go around thumbing down things that haven't occurred yet, you see? So they know before the show starts that it's not in their best interest, so they subscribe, they wait around for the opportunity, and before it even begins, they they thumb it down. And then you're here watching it, enjoying the fucking show, <clears throat> and you can't, and you can't like, reach... You, you probably touched your mouse a hundred times, you know? Oh. Uh, you know, if you, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. Uh, I was gonna say something bad, but I'm not gonna say it. You know, you probably did a lot of things this evening that took more energy than clicking a fucking thing. So do the fucking do, hit the fire, the thumbs up, the the swazi, whatever it is on the platform you're at. You know, be like, hey, I like this stuff, and you know, it's not just it's not for my fucking ego that we do this, right? There's the algorithms. You hear about the algorithms whenever the fucking tech guys want to lie to Congress, right? 
But, you know, the algorithms, they're real. They're like, oh, people like this. We'll show it to people, right? Well, you know, if nobody gives a fuck about it, no wonder it's not being promoted, right? So, you know, if you want me to tell people that Jews are responsible for their problems and I want me to do it in an eloquent way laced with just the right amount of profanity, then you want people to watch the radical agenda. Speaking of which, speaking of the radical agenda, let me go, ooh, no, come on. There we go. No. Okay. There we go. I've had the damn surreal politics thing on the video the whole time. Whoops. Talk about a fucking branding problem. <coughs> So, you know, yeah, maybe next time he says, oh, so no one does it for me. But when Chris asks, well, just assume that I asked. OK, and with maybe next time he's, you know, he throws a couple of bucks at me every time. He's, you know, he's not a he's a he's a participant, you know, you know, the people who pay me, they're the boss, you know. So like, if the you know, the guys who pay me tell you to do something, you know, why are you waiting for middle management to get involved for fuck's sake? 217-688-1433. You like to be on the program, and I'm going to tell the last I have to, so please do give us a call. And so let me bring up some more news over here. Um, there's so many things that this is pretty funny today. I I got a lot of chuckles out of the news today, and I don't know where I want to start. So let me go click on a couple of things here. Yada 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 yada. Let me, I'm going to play a real, I'll play a clip real quick. I'll be right back. Just while I pull up the news, you can listen to uh, you can listen to this. With gender freaks who call for speech control McDonald's workers want 15 Choppers ready to go Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you sucking on the government team? Onto the hard ground, the commies fall Don't let's have a sweep Yeah! Another one fights the cucks Another one fights the cucks And another one gone, and another one gone Another one fights the cucks Hey, physically remove, another one fights the cucks. How do you think you're gonna get along with Muslims in Cologne? Send all your women to fight in Iraq and fap in the corner alone. Getting crispy, getting carbonized, we're at 616 degrees. Out of your cucks skull, the bullets rip the pot. To the sound of the beat. Yeah. Another one fights the cucks. Another one fights the cucks. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one fights the cucks. Hey, physically remove. Another one fights the cucks.
Another one fights the cucks. Another one fights the cucks. Ow! Another one fights the cucks. Hey, hey! Another one fights the cucks. Oh, shit, Lord! There are plenty of ways that you can tuck a man and bring his spirit down. You can force him and divorce him, you can use his tax and drag your pussy on the ground. My agenda is very radical too, and I'm banking on your cuck defeat. Into the guac bowl, go Jebby's dream, the shit lord's ready to eat. Oh yeah! Another one fights the cucks. Another one fights the cucks. And another one gone, and another one gone, another one fights the cucks. Hey! Physically remove another one fights the cucks. Radical agenda. The right stuff. Yeah, it's high energy over here on the alt-right. Oh man, those were the good old days, huh? <laughs> I think most of you probably know who Meraku is. Um, I, I'm not going to try to spell his name off the top of my head. I'd have to go read it off a of Telegram, but a uh, very talented guy. One of the highlights of this show's history got Meraku to make a song for me, man. That was uh, that was a nice thing. Thank you very much, my friend. Very talented guy, Meraku. Um, and, you know, speaking of, um, oh, I shouldn't put him in the same. I was going to say, speaking of talented people, I was going to go talk about these Jewish actors, and that's not that's not an appropriate comparison at all. But I thought that this was pretty fucking amusing because Sasha Baron Cohen slams TikTok, creating the biggest anti-Semitic movement since the Nazis. Okay, so this, by the way, is going on at the same time. <laughs> it's going on at the same time that they're all like there was, a, there was the story broke today that the the all the people are pulling their ads from Twitter, right? And Twitter, by the way, X is, you know, X is the thing. Because, uh, you know, because Elon Musk, he's, you know, a brilliant marketer. He's like, I'll call it X because, you know. Anyway, so I'm banned from that again. Not again. This is my first time being banned from X. I never banned, banned from I was banned from the Twitter thing. And then they got it mixed up because they actually said I, I did a ban evasion. They, they found out, you know, what actually happened. I did a very stupid thing. It's all my own. It's my own fault. I shouldn't pay Jews, right? So you pay Jews, then you get the, the bad things happen. And so I, <laughs> but you know, it's easy to forget that the thing is Jewish because, you know, people are saying like, hey, maybe you shouldn't kill everybody, Jews. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we definitely have to do that. And so, um, but you know, you forget that, you know, that, that when you have $40 billion, you know, you know, the Jews, they, they get to tell you what to do, right? And so, or when you spend it anyway, like when you're like, I got to go borrow a bunch of money to buy this website. Then you end up, you know, you there's banks involved and, you know, all that stuff. It's Jewish, okay? And so, you know, I, b- before it became X, when Elon Musk was over there and saying like, oh, we got a free speech thing going on, I was like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I'll submit the thing and I'll say, hey, could you overturn, can you, um, can you undo my ban? And they were like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll get to it one of these days. And I said, well, you know, okay, fine, I'm a white man, I'll wait, you know. I have patience. I'll do it. I'll do it the right way. You know? And it became obvious that they were never going to do that. They're not going to keep up their end of the bargain. The f- first hint that it's Jewish. They don't keep up their end of the bargain. They can't even keep a deal with God. And so they um, and so I was like, OK, well, you're not you're not upholding your end of the deal. Right. So I'm just going to create a new account. And I did. I created it as Christopher Kent. My first tweet was like, yeah, I was bad, but I'm back and I'll behave myself, whatever. 
and I did. I was told I was a good boy, you know. And all I said was that, you know, I said of a man who's dead, you know, I hope your kind perishes from the earth. And then for that, I was banned from Twitter for what they called violent speech, right? And I was like, you, you, you guys don't listen to enough radical agenda. If you go listen to the radical agenda back episodes, I'll show you fucking violent speech, you stupid Jew motherfucker. And so, um, but anyway, you know, they're they've been you know they've been allowed to live in this little cocoon where there's no such thing as you know criticism. And so that was that was considered violent speech. I was banned from Twitter, and I was like, okay. And then and then there was this new website came. It was called X, and I was like, oh, I've never been banned from X. I'll go try it. No. And so I was on X. I, I went on Twitter as Talk Radio God, and then I and then when I and then when I went to um, when I went to X, apparently somebody had that name, so I I became Talk Radio Deity, and then I needed to edit a tweet. I I had a great tweet, but I made a mistake. It was like a very. <laughs> I said that if the Jews were stupid, they would run the banks in the media. And I was like, and then Hatting chimed in. He's like, yeah, I think you meant to say n- they would not, you know. I was like, oh, well, I better I better go give them $8 so I can edit that tweet because it's actually pretty good otherwise. And so I paid the $8 and they're like, yeah, we'll verify your account for checkmark. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then I get and then I get an email that like, you're banned for ban evasion. I was like, wait a second. It's a whole different website. Anyway, <clears throat> so I got banned from Twitter again is the uh, is kind of the idea here. Which, you know, whatever. You know it was going to happen. So now um, there's a guy there. I don't know. He, you know. he says things that are very similar to the things I say. He's a pretty interesting guy to follow. He's got a picture. looks a lot like me and Elmer Woodard coming out of courthouse. And he is God of talk radio. It's a striking similarity. And so this, this Twitter account, this X account called God of talk radio, after hearing that, you know, all of these, all of these people who love the Jews or whatever, or who owe the money or whatever, the, you know, what, they don't, nobody loves them. They, they don't even like themselves, but, you know, all these people who are basically enthralled to the Jews for whatever, for whatever sexual blackmail may, may be at issue. Um, they started pulling their advertisements, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, hey, you know, that really sucks. You know, I said, hey. That really sucks about all those advertisers pulling their money away from X. Maybe Elon should tell them that he banned Christopher Kentwell and that this proves he's a good guy. Maybe then they'll let him permit some mild criticism of Israel after the war is over. And so, you know, if you want sharp insights like that, you can follow that guy. He's probably pretty, probably pretty interesting. Talk God of talk radio is what it is. Not talk radio God, not talk radio deity, but God of talk radio. Because, you know, you know, He's, I mean, he's not as good as me. I'm I'm really good at talk radio, my God. 217-688-1433, you like to be on the program. So anyway, so yeah, so like all of these, you know, they, they all pulled their ads from Twitter because you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to criticize the, the Jews at all, right? And so obviously that's against the rules. It's right there in the, it's right there in the book, you know. And so, um they're all panicking that Elon Musk is, you know, having a Holocaust or whatever. And then you, and then I see this headline is over at Drudge that Sasha Baron Cohen is slamming TikTok, the greatest anti-Semitic movement since the Nazis, which, you know, it rang familiar because, you know, Jonathan Greenblatter was over there talking about his TikTok problem. Well, you know, if you're creating the biggest movement, anti-Semitic movement since the Nazis, well, that's, that's, that sounds like a TikTok problem to me. I don't understand why you would feel that way. 
A score of Jewish celebrities are criticizing TikTok following a surge of anti-Semitic rhetoric going viral on the social media app following the Hamas October 7th attack on Israel, which has culminated in some young people supporting 9-11 terror leader Osama bin Laden. You know, I, I think that, I, I don't know, that I don't think this is entirely comparable, frankly, you know. Give me one second. I, like, what the? Yada, 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 yada. Okay, so like, I'm I'm really I'm annoyed by what's going on here. <clears throat> so, I I don't think that these things are comparable in the slightest. Obviously, to the listener who's like my, my audio levels are all over the place. I'm very very sorry. Maybe if I do if I do that, is that going to make things a little bit better? Maybe it, maybe it will. We'll see. So, um. <laughs> Uh, it seems to me that what's going on here is that everywhere people are allowed to talk, there's like outbreaks of anti-Semitism. And, and you've heard this, you know, you've heard about it spoken of as an outbreak before. They, that's, that's, how they, that's how they tend to think of this, right? They, they, they think of it as, you know, they think of anti-Semitism like it's a virus that they have to run around stamping out. They talk about this all the time. It's an outbreak of anti-Semitism. No, like it's just it's just people it's the natural thing that happens when people are allowed to talk, right? Like when they're like, hey, you know, does the Jews keep doing all of these things, guys? And they're like, Yeah, I don't really like it when they do those things either, good. And then they're like, hey, wait a second, these Jews are fucking us, man. <sighs> you know. <laughs> Amazing how that works out, isn't it? Two one seven six eight eight one four three three you like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to, so please do give us a call. Tony also said, also, fuck the GTA shit. It's so played out. If you want something really fun to stream, try Postal 2. All right, I'll take a look. I uh, I haven't heard of, um, I haven't heard of Postal 2. I'm, cli- like, all right, I'm going to have to do this after the show. Um, I've, I've not heard of Postal 2. I think I've heard of Postal I don't know what's going on with my autos here. This was like this happened the other day, and I'm furious. Like I, I, I went on the on the on the on the Wednesday show. I went to re-record the piece on beauty, which some of you might have heard, some of you might have not heard this. But it was really well received. It was really well put together, and I I started to put this. I I rewrote the thing in order to basically make it suitable as an introductory content for new listeners. I ended up reading it out loud on the on the Wednesday member show, and. Uh, which you could you could join those by the way. You go to surrealpolitics.com slash join. You know, surreal politics is like surreal politics, but with a K because it's politics. You know, it's a gimmick. <clears throat> so you go to the website, you join, and you become a member. And then when you do that, then you can gain access to the Wednesday member shows. And you could see, you know, there's a lot of different things that we do there. It's like a good time. And so, um, and you get access to, you also get access to some of the Radical Agenda archives. I'm going to be publishing more of those pretty soon, by the way. You get access to fullhousemembers.com. You get the, the Full House member content. So that's a good good idea to become a, a member. Um, that said, you know, I, I try to record this thing, and I think I did a really good job of it. But when I went to go edit it afterwards, some of the audio was not very good. And I'm kind of annoyed about that. Now I'm just complaining about my own poor performance. I'll, I'll work on it after the show. Anyway... Getting distracted by my technical problems. I apologize. Afternoon shift says, "Have you seen the Alex Jones video game yet?" No, I have not seen that. 
what do we do? We go we go into you know, like walk into the radio show. And you're like, what are you gonna say today? Frogs are being made gay by juke juice boxes i don't know that's what stands out in my mind is one of the more ridiculous alex jones lines and then i say that and then people are like no you don't understand it's really happening all right all right all right but it still sounds ridiculous it doesn't matter if it's real Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. you like to be on the program and the more you talk the less i have to so please give us a call so anyway yeah so the tiktok is uh creating nazis and facebook's making a nazis and you know twitter's making a nazis and every, everywhere people communicate, it's just, it's just Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. And, you know, I told them this a long time ago. I told them this a long time. They don't listen, you know. I mean, they listen. They, they do listen, right? They listen to everything I say. Yeah. That's the funny thing about you. Like, you think they fucking figure something. Like, you listen to Radical Agenda often enough, you'd be like, oh, well, I better change my fucking behavior. The guy's right. Like, no. You know, they just keep on, like, they just, you know, it's like a drug addict, you know. They're like, oh, well, you know, the more right you are, the more angry I get. I'm going to go have to make another count and thumbs down your video twice. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine, faggot, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd think that if they listen to the show as often as they do, that, like, they'd get the fucking picture. Like, yeah, it's actually your fucking fault, dude. You know? Have some fucking self-awareness. Like, yeah, you actually did all of this, okay? And so, like, repent, right? Repent. Say you're sorry. Fucking change your goddamn behavior and fucking move on. Do you have any idea, like, like white people were mostly Christians? Like, the forgiveness is, like, the whole bit. Like, you could do... <laughs> Like, if you, as a matter of fact, like, forget about because you know they're not actually going to, they wouldn't really repent. Like, that's that's obvious, right? It, like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't make a sincere apology. You know, they're Jews. But, like, if they really, if they just had the slightest bit of fucking comments, like, if they could just get over their fucking egos, just lie about it. Just lie. You're, you lie all the time. You're good at that. Just be like, hey, you know what? You guys got a point. We're going to have to change our behavior. And that would like that would totally diffuse the whole thing. They'd be like, "Hey, calm down, you Nazi prick!" Like the Jews, they they figured it out. They're, like they're getting on board. They they understand what they did. They're sorry. They're not going to ever destroy the country anymore. If they're going to stop destroying the country, what fucking excuse do you have to fucking go after them? You would totally diffuse it. You'd shut the whole fucking thing down. But you can't do it, right? You just you, you, like confession. You know, confession's a problem for you. Even if it's fake, you're not, you just can't do it. It's unfortunate, you know. <clears throat> There's like, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I, you know, it's good for you, you know, to like admit when you're wrong, to like feel it when you say like, oh, I've made this error. I've done this wrong, it, worse than error, right? Like I've done a wrong thing. I knew it was wrong. I did it anyway. My st- my my soul is stained by my poor character and I have to fix myself and I have to hate myself for doing the wrong thing. Like doing that, I arguably do way too much of that. I'm not saying you should do it as often as me. Yeah. Because if you tried to do that about everything that the Jews have done wrong, like they just, it would drive them completely nuts. And they're already fucking crazy. So you just imagine them trying to do that. It'd be 
it, it'd be too much to handle, but you know, just a little bit, you know, just a little, a little bit of self-awareness is all, you know, just the tiniest little bit. It's really good. It's really, you get a little taste of it, you know, it could become habit forming, you know, but it's not a bad, it's not the worst of habits. 217-688-1433. If you'd like to be on the program, what do we do next? What do we do next? This one's funny. Wait, I could go into the story because it's actually not. When you get into the rest of the story, it's it's not as funny as it sounds. Fairfax County Public Schools suspend student for allegedly blowing whistle on swastika flag. Like we're gonna get there, guys. Okay. Like if you go and you say like, "Hey, he drew a swastika teacher," we'd be like, "Yeah, well, you're kicked out of fucking school. Stop whining, you Jewish faggot." <laughs> Like when we get to that point, fellas, it's gonna be you know, but it's not there yet. That's not that's not what happened. What what actually the story? I'm not gonna read the whole thing. It's it's, it's anticlimactic once you read that fucking headline, you know. But what happened was the 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 kids like um, he he made the American flag with like the swastikas as the stars, and it was part of like this pro Palestine thing, and then they um, <laughs> and they uh. And then when the other kid leaked the photo of it, they're like, you're not allowed to leak the photo of it. You're ratting us out to the press? Were you fucking working for the Jews? <laughs> so, you know, a little anticlimactic, but it's a fun headline. I, I took a screenshot of this. So I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to get there, guys. 217-688-1433. If you'd like to be on the program, here's another one that's a little anticlimactic. Like, like <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny. DeSantis slams business leaders, including Musk, for groveling before Xi Jinping. Because you know, you know who really hates. Uh, I you, I love this about Ron DeSantis. He's not a big fan of the whole groveling thing. You know, he's like, listen, no groveling, no groveling at all. Okay, we're Americans, and we have pride in ourselves. We don't prostrate ourselves before foreigners. You know. <laughs> except you know like he did do the thing there, there was the one exception that he made you know when he went over to israel <laughs> when he went over to israel and signed the law you know made it a felony to to say mean things about jews and stuff you know because you know because he does he doesn't he had a problem with groveling per se it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not that he doesn't like groveling he's he understands he's a politician you know and he and he's a and he's a politician who's losing he's losing like like really bad like you know, like Donald Trump's up here, and then he's over. Like I don't the cam the the frame of the picture is only so high, but you get the idea. So Ron DeSantis has basically ruined his political career, and so he's like, "Well, you know, what am I going to do later?" Like, <laughs> so he goes over to Israel, and he's like, "Oh well, you know, I, you know, in America we have freedom of speech, you know." For all of those people who hate America and hate white people and stuff like that, you're not the people who hate the Jews. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to distribute shocking facts in um, in Florida. So, shout out to Handsome Truth. If you guys haven't sent him a letter, maybe you should. I I I wrote him a letter, and then I was like, I better rewrite this. And then like my my stupid perfectionist made it get delayed. I better get it over there before he gets out because I'm gonna feel like shit if I don't. 217-688-1433. You like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. Let's go check on the Goyam TV, guys. Let's see what you guys are doing. Is there like a bunch of people spamming a chat? I haven't looked. Um, so no, I haven't seen the the Alex Jones video game um, afternoon shift. I'll be interested to do that maybe. 
Nobody gives me any of the super chats on Entropy because the other guys, they don't think, you know, they don't care. They're like, hey, you know, maybe you keep on doing a show, maybe you quit, whatever, you know. Uh, the joke is a Jew, Jeff Yass, is a big investor in TikTok and took donors to lawmakers who support it. Well, there you go. Of course. Of course a Jew runs TikTok. You know, they're over there telling white girls to play catch the hot dog in your mouth games and stuff. And so, yeah, obviously the Jews are involved in that, you know. What else do I want to get to? Somebody's like, I don't know. I, I, I got to... I, somebody's tell me again somebody okay like what's the what's the alternative to drudge and revolver like i've lost all respect for revolver news drudge obviously they went crazy while i was in jail everything you know every got to, you know why go to they arrested me and everything went to shit including the drudge report you know and so i don't know where to go for news anymore not that the news is like i don't even care like what am I going to learn about in the news anymore? Honestly, and I hate to say this because, like, <laughs> it matters what's going on, right? And I'm a professional, you know, I'm supposed to know these fucking, the whole fucking point of what I do. I have to know these things. But I'm like, I should go do something more interesting than that. And then I play video games like a fucking retard, obviously. But, you know, <laughs> the, uh, I look at these this fucking shit and it's like, in all my years of listening to and reading news, I never got bored with it. I would read the fucking news every day. I read the Wall Street Journal every day in prison. Every day. And I would I would watch Tucker Carlson every day. And I listened to Rush Limbaugh every day. And I never got bored of it. And that's after years of reading and watching and listening on the internet. <clears throat> and then like two weeks after Tucker Carlson gets fired from Fox News, I'm like, what the fuck do I want to even... Like, what am I going to listen to you people for? Fuck you. And then I don't even want to listen to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I really don't. Don't come to me for fucking answers. I have no fucking idea. I get all my news from 4chan as well as my financial advice and pornography, says Richard Cranium 44 on Odyssey. Well, you know, maybe I'll just do that. I'll just go over to uh, 4chan, get some pornography, and uh, that's probably it's a it's an it, that's a reasonable thing. You go you go over there to your porn site, and then the Jews run it, and then you'd be like, "Hey guys, what's a good stock tip?" And they're like, "Yeah, go ahead, go ahead." Oh, you guys like to uh, you guys are destroying your minds with pornography. You guys should have lots of money. We'll give you the good stock tips. Have you hit the fire button yet, cocksucker? Maybe not. All right. So let's see. Call in if you want to call in. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon. I'll, I'll call it. I'll, I'll say uh, we'll run until um, 11 or whenever you guys are done with the phones. Left-wing reporter who was celebrated for discussing sexuality with elementary kids was just arrested for child porn. Oh, you don't say. Turns out he's a fucking Jew, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Like, you're talking about sex with kids. Maybe you're just a maybe you're just an advocate of tolerance and diversity, or maybe you're a Jewish fucking pedophile, rapist. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Go hang out with the kids, and if you you know if you rape one of them, we'll we'll turn around and we'll uh, we'll we'll complain about it. We've all witnessed attempts by the left to normalize pedophilia. Many argue that following the trans movement nonsense, the left's next agenda is to make sex with children socially acceptable. 
To rational thinking people, this is outrageous, but a closer look at the actions of left-wing media types reveals their relentless targeting of young kids. As a matter of fact, a particularly disturbing example is the former recount editor and reporter named Slade Somer, who has actually received praise from left-wing circles for discussing sexuality with elementary school students. Disgusting, right? Well, now we're learning that this same monster was recently arrested on charges relating to child porn, with some victims reportedly as young as three years old. It's unthinkable and monstrous, and the left is actually pushing and supporting it. That's why this horrific news isn't surprising. The warning signs were as clear as bright neon lights, and all around us, popular ex-account Libs of TikTok shared the news in a recent post. And sure, sure enough, you see it right there. It's an embedded tweet from Libs of TikTok, because that's how Revolver gets news, right? And that's why, you know, and don't get me wrong, like, okay, it's it's newsworthy that this you know this guy's like a darling of the left, and then he's like, yeah, well, of course I'm a darling of the left. I'm a pedophile, and so that's you know it's obviously worthy of news. But <clears throat> but basically, Revolver is not a news site. It's like guys who like hang out on Twitter. They go on Twitter and they're like, oh, people are talking about stuff. Let's make a let's make a snappy headline about it. You know. Ugh. It's exhausting. And these guys, they, they're they making money, of course. You know. Here's a close-up of the images Liggs with TikTok shared. <laughs> just, yeah, let's go take the images. Yeah, so this is a guy, you just, like, why do you, forget about it. Obviously, he's a pedophile. Look at him. We need to embrace a fundamental truth. Anyone who tries to sexualize kids pushes any adult concepts or lifestyles on children or discusses sex or sexuality with them in any way outside of responsible and private parenting is undeniably a predator and should be treated as such. Children shouldn't be burdened with these topics. They deserve a childhood filled with innocence and fun, free from the complexities of sexuality and its dramas. These are issues to confront later in life when they are mentally mature enough to process the and understand all the information and emotions. We cannot allow the left to compromise the well-being of children. If it's, there's a battle worth fighting, this is it. Well, I'll tell you what. To fight against the people who are trying to sexualize the kids, I would go so far as to say, for all the battles that you could endeavor to get yourself into. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds, like, uh, that sounds like one worth doing. 217-688-1433. Run it out of time, but you can get in here now. Um, wait. No, you can't. I'm lying. So, uh, look, here's I got an idea. You know what I'm going to do? <clears throat> I'm going to end the radical agenda. And uh, there's a distinct possibility. If you guys follow me on, like, Telegram, if you follow me on Gab, if you follow uh, God of Talk Radio on X gets exhausting keeping up with these fucking things. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I should probably tell you about the email thing. So I keep on telling you to get on the email list because that's a good idea. ChristopherCantwell.net slash subscribe. You get the email newsletter. And then even if I get banned from something, I just send you an email. It's a much better thing, you know, except except for the fact that, you know, you know, everybody's ruining everything, right? So, you know, every, every, everything's being ruined. It's, it's indiscriminate kind of. And so... The uh, right now, if you have a Microsoft email, if you're like at live.com, Hotmail, Outlook, whatever, anything that has anything to do with Microsoft, you're not getting my emails. I got hundreds of bounce messages. A lot of you used to that fucking Hotmail shit. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you know. Uh, if you go to surrealpolitics.com slash get PM, like you get a Proton Mail account, it's free, but if you pay for it, then I'll get a cut of the sale. If you buy it from there. 
Um, you can find out more about that at rightwingsecurity.com, by the way. There's a couple of different things there. But, you know, if you get a ProtonMail account, they're just like, they're like, oh, if it's spam, then we'll, then we'll, then we'll block it or we'll put it in your spam folder. We don't just, you know, ProtonMail is not, you know, an activist organization trying to intervene in world affairs. They're like, oh, no, we're, we're here to prevent unsolicited bulk email advertising. That's the purpose of spam traps. Um, and so other companies are like, I got an idea. I don't want to work very hard, so I'll just block off half the fucking internet. Okay. And so anyway, I'm trying to work that out. I probably have to move my mail server. There's some email problems is kind of the point that I mean to make. But we'll work on it. We're working on it. But if you're not on Charter, Spectrum, yada, yada, if you're not on Hotmail, Live, whatever, and you're not on my email list, we'll go get on the email list. And if you're on one of those fucking things, go get a ProtonMail account, and then go get on my email list, ChristopherCantwell.net slash subscribe. It's the only thing, it's the only reasonable thing to do, really, if you think about it. And so then you'll know what's going on. I'll keep you posted. You'll get the emails. You check your spam trap. If they put in your spam trap, you say, hey, listen, you Jew motherfucker. I told you not to fucking, don't you fuck around with my fucking emails. So I fucking signed up for this thing. And you make sure, don't leave any of them fucks out. Don't apologize for them either, okay? That's why we do this on Friday. It's all about fucking. And so, uh, you know, you, you tell these fucking people, you know, to behave themselves. Uh, and then once we get, we, when we can keep in touch and then I get the money, you go to the, like the give, send, slash SPM, surreal politics media. You give me the cash app, edgy Chris, you'd give me the cryptocurrency. I like them bit shekels that Monero stuff is great. Uh, when I have all the money then like, you know, then I'll buy Twitter and I'll be like, yeah, fuck your fucking, fuck your fucking advertisement, kike faggot. I don't care. You know, fuck you and your stupid money. Shut up, money. Shut up, money. We're going to get there. We're going to do that. But in the meantime, like, you know, you got to have like, you know, you know I just got to be able to give these fucking other people fucking 200 bucks a week and I'm set. So I need to do that and like buy like, uh, you know, Celsius energy drinks. I need, I need like, I, I shouldn't tell, I shouldn't admit how much I, I spend on these things. Somebody bought me the grape ones. You see these fucking things? Oh my God, dude. Somebody bought me the grape Celsius for my fucking Amazon wish list, which is a great idea. Christopher, uh, com. Or it's ChristopherCantwell.net slash gifting. Either way, you'll get it. It's like you got, you'll find the Amazon wish list. And then, like, I got these fucking things on there. I haven't had the grape ones. You usually see me drinking the orange ones or the berry ones or the kiwi ones. Because they got the variety pack is the three. But I, well, a lot of times I buy the orange ones myself. They get the 12-pack of the orange ones. But the fucking grape ones are goddamn good. So anyway, I got I to gotta pay... Uh, I got to pay for this window with shitbox and I got to buy a lot of Celsius is what I'm getting up. So you give me the money and then after I have all that, then I'll be like, yeah, fuck your fucking money, you Jew faggot. You know, I do it anyway. And now, you know, I, you know, Elon Musk, he's like, hey, you know, I'll ban Cantwell. <laughs> what? This is fucking hilarious. I just saw this. Apparently the top of Drudge has changed. Oh, I already have you sharing the screen. <laughs> White House condemns Musk hate fallout spreads. Twitter anti-Jew hotspot advertisers flee. Well, you know, I guess uh, I guess you're just gonna have to go ban some more goys there, Elon Musk. You know. <laughs> well, you know, y y y at least you got rid of me, pal. You know, because you can go tell him, be like, "Oh, I got that Cantwell guy out of here." They're like, "Yeah, but you know, Jewish Voices for Peace is still talking, and we can't have them talking. That's a fucking problem." So anyway, you know, I guess you know the moral of the fucking story at the end of the day. 
at the end, when it's all fucking said and done, fucking fuck you. Give me the fucking thing. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah, that's all fucking. You. Fuck you, pay me. You know what I'm saying? And we'll do all that, and then we'll be back. Uh, um, I might, I might come back tonight. I might, I might not be gone for the evening. Um, I was thinking about doing like, um. I'm probably not going to put it to Odyssey, but I might do it to like D Live, Telegram, whatever. If you follow me elsewhere, was when I got into the email thing. If you follow me on other platforms, I'll tell you if I'm going to go do something. I was thinking I'll do like the game streams. I could do some not test streams because the technology's all figured out. But I haven't figured out all the branding and business and stuff. So I like nobody really watches the D Live thing. I could do it on Telegram and D Live. Telegram doesn't store the video; it's ephemeral. So. You know, I'm going to do some game streaming, if not tonight, very soon. You should just follow me, keep up on things, I'll keep you posted. And if you do all those things, then uh, we'll have a lot of fun. We'll get more people into the content. I'll get the, the best stuff thing published. I'll fix all these fucking audio problems. And uh, and it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. Let me just make sure that there's no more super chats for me to read before I punch out. And uh, I think uh, I think that's uh, I think we got them all here. In Postal 2, you can piss on people and make them puke, fight the Taliban, and even terrorize a gay nightclub whenever you want. It was a popular and controversial game about 20 years ago. Wow. Well, you know, if I get to go terrorize a gay nightclub, well, fucking shit, yeah. Yeah, I'll just fucking do that. What the fuck am I over here? What the fuck am I doing all this other shit for? Yeah, I'll go terrorize a fucking gay nightclub in Postal 2 and stream that on the internet. This is, you know, it's like, well, you know, I gotta go, maybe it's just do angry, should I, should I stream angry goy? Should I do that? You know, all these games, all this good stuff to do and uh, such great people to do it with. You know, there's 56 of you that have thumbed up the fire, put the fire on the video on Odyssey. So there's 56 of you. I'm sure that among them are the people who paid because they're obviously very important, very decent people. Real Tony Soprano afternoon shift, maybe next time. Tom, uh, you guys who made the show possible tonight, thank you so much. Um, you guys who watched and didn't thumbs up the video and didn't hit fire and didn't pay me, but you chatted. Uh, okay, whatever. You're all right. You're all right. I'll let you go, you know. But uh, go uh, do something Do something good for your country, okay? Forget me. You know, but uh, go go help save America, and I'll be back real soon, all right? You guys have yourselves a wonderful evening. Thank you very much for tuning into the Radical Agenda. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and good night. That's it. It's over. Then we organize the death squads for the people who wrecked America. You know what you call people you can't talk to? Enemies. And if we want to divide our society into armed camps of enmity, all we have to do is keep doing what we're doing. A radical agenda the event has turned into an opportunity for the left to push a racial and radical agenda. Implementing their radical agenda is the only thing they care about. They're bad actors. What they want to do here is ram their radical agenda down your throat. These are great Americans. These are people that want to see great things for the country. You know, they try and build them like uh, sort of a radical agenda. It's not a radical agenda. It's called the Second Amendment. Fuck you, pay me.